welcome to our Cheltenham preview. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is Charlie Bradford. Sorry, we had to do that. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Seriously exciting. We planned this event back in January, I think, so three months later we're here. We are on the eve of another massive Cheltenham Festival. Charlie, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, we're massively excited, obviously. I mean, as you say, this has been a long time in the planning. Even just, even just today, you know, we were, we were running around all over the place trying to get this, this sorted. But we're finally here. We've got two great guests. Cheltenham is very much on the horizon now. Uh, and yeah, it can be more excited. Yeah, if you didn't know the two people sitting to our left, first of all, we have uh, Jess Stafford, who joins us from Racing TV. She also presents for TVG out in America. So she's a shining light for the UK over there in an otherwise interesting country. Um, <laughs> I hate National Hub Racing. I absolutely hate it. So. We really like them. And to the left of Jess, we have uh, George Daly, who recently has joined uh, Nicky Henderson's yard as assistant trainer. So we're looking forward to him dishing the dirt on all of the horses at Seven Barrows tonight. Well, thank you very much for having me, and well done to the lads for putting this on. Um, fair play to Just before we start and get into the racing, the weather forecast for next week is interesting. The ground seems to be a talking point. For you guys going, I'm sure it will be sunny. Um, but it is meant to be rainy. So, uh, soft ground, what does that mean for horse racing next week? Yeah, I was actually at Chapman last week for the Chapman Weights launch, and um, I was looking at the track, and there's new, there's two tracks at Chapman. There's the old course and there's the new course. Used um, two days on the old, two days on the new. And it's the new course that's actually having a bit of trouble because of the freezing weather that we've had earlier on in the year. Um, there hasn't been much grass cover. Um, and grass growth, so it means that it could be quite dead, especially with all this cold weather and the, and the snow and the rain. And but they're claiming that, that it's not actually getting into the ground that much. But we'll see what happens over the next four days. But um, if it does go up soft, I think a lot of the French bred horses will really come into their own. They really relish it. So you see FR by horses' names. That means they're French bred. Uh, they relish that. But it will mean it's stamina test. So we'll see what happens over the next few days. Yeah, we had a question actually from one of our followers about that and the French horses potentially dominating the championship races. Do you think that that could be something that happens next week or do you think the Irish and the English bred ones have got a good chance as well? Well, there's the French trained horses and there are a couple of them and then there are French bred that are trained in England and Ireland um, and they're the ones. They've had a great year, the French breds in general. don't know why, it can go in and out. But look, it doesn't, get, it doesn't mean that you know, there's a Constitution Hill who's, who's bred in, in the UK. But it's just that a lot of them tend to have done a lot of their, their background work in their earlier days on very deep and testing ground. But we hope it won't be. We hope it will be a, a good to soft festival, soft at best, I reckon. Well, that's the plan. We don't really train many soft ground horses, but we go from there. Yeah. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, we've got four days of racing to get through, so let's get stuck in. On the Tuesday, the first race is the Supreme Novice Hurdle. Fasal Vega is a big talking point 
uh, having lost last time, previously very impressive before that, won the champion bumper last year. Uh, Jess, you've spoken to William Ireland a bit. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could say I'm on the phone to him a lot, but every now and again, if I see him. But well, um, I'll see what your question is first before I answer it. Do you think that Fasar Vega is going to bounce back? That's a million dollar question. He um, unbeaten until his last run where he really disappointed. It was nearly, there's a two school thought, too bad to be true and he will bounce back or the bubbles burst and he's not as good as everyone thinks. Um, there's a stat that says that the last, I don't know, I don't know how many, I think it's 12, 15, 12 to 15 horse, horses that have won this race, one last time out. And it's very difficult for horses to have that kind of prepping. It's not ideal. I think you stole Charlie's stat there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Quite bad. No, no, it's three, three this century. Well, that's a better start than mine. Um, and he was lame, I think, the next day. And I think George will know better than anyone that you want the perfect prep into this, into this kind of race. And there are other horses, I think, in here that have had a really seamless trip in. And they're bigger prices. And he's still got a lot to prove. Who would you be on in this one? So for those reasons, I'm on Marine Nationale, who's um, second favourite. It's a kind of classic case, and there'll be a few of these horses over the course of the week that if they'd be trained by anyone else, they would be a shorter price. Barry Connell is not a trainer that many people will be familiar with. He's only recently set up training. He's got a small number of horses in his yard. But the horses he's got, he's done really, really well with. And um, this horse is put away after he won his grade one. Um, when was it? Before Christmas. Um, and they've always had that plan to leave him, and he represents a massive, massive chance for him, and a very, very talented young rider. So he, as I said, he would be a lot shorter if he's trained by anyone else. I think uh, I think we're already on the same wavelength there, Jess, because I love Marine National as well. I think that uh, Royal Bond form, uh, there's a horse I really like for the Ballymore, uh, who was in behind that day. So uh, yeah, definitely agree with you on Marine National and not worried about the break. I think this has been the plan. Uh, and Fasal Vega, as we've spoken about, is, is vulnerable. So, so yeah, definitely in agreement there. George, what about you? Um, I'd be looking for a bit of value here. I would be going on high definition. Although he's unseated last day, um, he was upsides uh, Fasal the whole way. And JJ Slevin, when asked, said, were you going quick? And he goes, no, I was very comfortable. He's got to be able to jump round, which is a start. But he was third in the derby. So for a bit of each way value at 12s, he might run into a place if he jumps around. Could be good enough to win. Love it. I think that ties up the first race. Yeah. We've already got a bit of agreement, which is always a good thing. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you like, Chris? Uh, good question. I, I actually, I, I gave a good word for Il Eteton last time. Um, so, yeah, 14 to 1 when that one last time beating Fasal Vegas. So hard to uh, ditch it now. Il Eteton for me. Nice. Good. Uh, so I think moving on to, to the second race then on day one, uh, we've got the Arkle Chase. Uh, this really looks, I guess, uh, two horses at the top of the market. Uh, it's the, the Irish-trained El Fabiolo against the English-trained John Bon. Uh, we've actually had a lot of questions in about John Bon, um, what his chances are here, how he's been going at home. Uh, so I think I'm going to swing straight over to you, George. Can you give us a bit of confidence? Um, I'd be more... I'm very happy with John Bon at the minute. I think he's improved a lot from what... I think he's tightened up. I think we left a lot to work on at Warwick to move on to Cheltenham because he had him too ready at Chel uh, Warwick. 
we woun't have any improvement to Cheltenham. You can't keep them at 110% the whole year. As you can see in human athletes, it's just very, very hard to do. So we've got a lot to go on. He's beat El Fabiello at Aintree, the last, uh, the Aintree Festival in the Grade 1. After a very, very hard race at Cheltenham, where he went lifty-split with Dysart Dynamo. I think Dysart Dynamo will go. I think John Bond's jumping will come to the fore in this. I think El Fabiolo may make a mistake, probably three out going down the hill. I could be wrong. And I think that could lead John Bond with a toe into the race, which he wants, because he's the more stay, he was staying two miles and further in time. And I emphasize he will stay further in time. And you've got to be able to stay to win an article and have speed, ability. He has all that. So I'd be thoroughly in the John Bond camp, which I am. But <laughs> he would be, yeah. I see. He's. I think he's the one. Do, do you think people are slightly overreacted to to that last run? I don't think the run was as bad as it thought. As I say, he had a lot to go on. He was swooped on coming to the back at Warwick. Calico's gone on one since. I think. Yeah, he's still won. And what Warwick about him um, having the tendency to jump a bit right? Is it? Did he do that at home? He does on school right at home. Aiden schooled him Monday and was very happy with him. School straight as die. I think he was idling in front, like, he hasn't, Calico was the first time he had a horse in front of him all year. He, and then, as soon as that happened, he was switched on, and I like the fact that when Aiden, going down the back of Aiden was asking questions the whole way, and he kept coming for him, which is a big ask. And when Calico made the mistake at three out, before he turned the bend, you know, Ashley, he will win this now. He was a bit slow to get going, but, as I say, he wasn't thoroughly cooked for it. So we hope we can see some improvement from that. Yeah, Jess, the uncle. Um, it was a very. He's only had to do what he's been put in front of him, which are these silly Mickey Mouse races. So tactical, you know, two horse race, three horse races. They're just. I think a better race is going to bring out a better John Bomb. Uh, his full brother Duban won this race. He was just absolute superstar. Um, he's all got all the credentials. I think his jumping is a lot better than Al Fabiolo. But I would say don't underestimate Al Fabiolo. That's the reason why he's is where he is. Looks a bit of a tank. Yeah, look, he, I would say, undoubtedly has done more than John Bond has done this season by winning the Irish Arthur last time, um, beating some seriously good horses and impressively. But that was a quite a hard race, I would say. Um, but Willie Mullins is a genius. This is a proper horse race. Really, really exciting horse race. And I'm looking forward to seeing John Bond beating our Fabiola. What about Sam I mean, I love I Sam I love Sam We both love Sam it could easily run to a place. You guys tipped at Dublin, do I remember? We did. You did. did. There we go. <laughs> tipped him at Christmas as well when yeah. he actually won. So, yeah. Rather yeah. Than. <laughs> and I would read into the Dublin race that El Fabio wasn't Paul Townland's first choice. Yeah. He chose to ride Appreciate It instead. So, look, and he doesn't normally get many wrong. But so we'll wait and see. He got a few wrong that weekend as well, didn't he? Well. <laughs> Uh, so it sounds like we are pretty strong on uh, John Bond then. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> right, let's move on then to the big one on Tuesday where we have Constitution Hill running in the champion hurdle. Now, listeners of the podcast from last year, people who paid close attention, might have realised that we were quite bullish on Constitution Hill from quite a long way out. Um, which was all thanks to Jess, 
who managed to oh, actually oh, <laughs> just invited the work rider for Buzz, who sat next to me at the table, and halfway through just leans his phone over and goes, this one wins. 33 to 1, and I think it was in November or something. Um, Constitution Hill is now the best horse in training. Goes into this, I'm not sure what the price is now, 2 to 7? Um, 4 to 11 I've got, yeah. 4 to 11 on the drip. Ooh. Yeah. You worried? <laughs> no. What are the thoughts here from the Henderson camp? Oh, he's done everything very impressively. He worked at Kempton the other day and he started 20 lengths behind his lead horses, ended up fairway in front. But we can't really work him with much at home because nothing goes with him. So you sort of set a gallop off in front, tell him to wait a bit, have a bit of grass, do whatever, and then he sits in behind and comes past and goes with. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a freak. Um, so fingers crossed he wins this. And then the world is his oyster if he gets through this. Jess, presumably it's the same for you. Yeah, look, I think the Henderson camp have to be like modest. They know that they've got a freak, but they're always going to, you know, never overdo it, overdo it, and overplay it because you know it is a horse, it's a horse race, anything can happen. But this is the best horse that I think we might ever see in our lifetimes. Like he has got the making to be one of the one of the best ever. And I think if you're just even a half half fan of racing and you just want to watch one race over the week, watch this because this is a really special horse and we're lucky to have a horse like this around. And there are lots of stats that say, you know, the last Supreme and the Supreme winner to win a champion hurdle was 1971, but that's exactly it. Like, it takes 50 odd years for horses like this to come around, so I'm not going to underestimate or wax lyrical even more, but like, this horse is extremely special. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I think it's one just to, to sit back and enjoy, really. Um, so, yeah, in complete agreement. Uh, the last big race we've got to cover on the Tuesday would be the Mayor's Hurdle. Uh, at the top of the market, we've got Honeysuckle. Oh. It's an intimate setting. We, uh, we see everything. Um, so yeah, top mark we got Honeysuckle, who would obviously be a, a popular winner uh, at Cheltenham, I'm sure. A um, couple of Henson horses in here that, of course, may go elsewhere. George, can you shed a bit more light on that? Right, shall I start? I'll start with Theatre Glory, um, who is 10s, um, run by a really good, nice syndicate. Um, they're all in the yard. It's actually our head man and his girlfriend. They run the syndicate. Um, she, what, she won at Warwick the other day. Had love envoy. She was in. She was at Warwick. As she turned up, we'd probably have learned a bit more. But she's very good. She probably would like it faster going than what it will be. Um, so we'll wait and see. But she could easily run in a big race at ten to one. Um, you know, Epiton, Epiton, dual champion. Uh, uh, no, single champion over winner. Won it two years, three years ago. Um, very yeah. Her best one this year has. Oh, her best one last year was over two mile forward entry. Uh, it's probably her best one ever in her life. Um, she's had to follow Constitution Mound a couple of times this year. Got a nice run at Doncaster where she won the latest. Didn't beat, beat nothing. Should have won the way she did. She did. She proved she's still in the form as last year. We all believe she's still in the form as last year, if not a little bit better. So, fingers crossed, if she goes here, she's still in the champion. But if she goes here, she would have a very good chance. Um, Marie's Rock, it all depends on the ground. If it's soft, or if it's softer than ideal, she'll come here. If it's faster than soft, she'll go to the stairs. Um, 
But if they both turned up here, I would wear Epiton currently. But we'll wait and see. Interesting. Yes, do you have a, a strong opinion? Well, I really need to know which race Maria Drop's going to go to. And she's like, actually, I think she's tightened up. She's now, I think she was bigger than 130 anyway yesterday. And that's because of the ground. I get the sense that Midland, the owners, would like to stick to this race, the race that she um, won last year, as opposed to the stairs. Um, but Nikki and Nico are very keen on the stairs. But, you know, it would come down to last minute. I don't know. But that's the, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. Um, I think owners will want to be in the race that you think they're going to have the most chance of winning. But actually, I think the stairs could be a better race for her. But it's now it's ground dependent. If it wasn't, if it was just good to soft, regardless, I still think she should be going to stairs. Um, but I, against Epitan, oh, I'm interested. I'm just interested that George thinks that Epitan over and, well. and Honeysuckle not even getting a mention here. Well, I know. And it does. it's not often that you get... Um, former champion hurdle winners running in a race against each other that's not the champion hurdle, which just goes to show. I mean, they've, yeah, they're running scared of Constitution Hill a bit. Quite rightly. But I'd be. That Epitaphs had to chase him home enough this year. So, but I like Maurice Rock. I think we haven't seen the best of her as Epitaph. You know, she's that year old, and maybe we've seen her at her very best. Um, Maurice Rock, I've been so impressed with her against. In her, own, in her own division, her own company, in her own sex, and also um, outside her own sex as well. So I'd be against George and Maurice Rock. What about Brandy Love? Can't jump. Easy. Fair. I quite like Brandy Love. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone would love the tank. Didn't think it would be you though, George. Um, then I, think, I think Brandy Love's definitely got a chance. I thought Love Envoy is, uh, you know, she's always been a very special uh, soft ground yeah, uh, mare. Yeah, so she, if, if it were to go, yeah. you know. She, if she get, I, I saw her last week, I was at the Kenton Day. Um, I, was, I was lucky to see that piece of work, Constitution Hill, it was so cool. But I saw Lev Envoy and she looked brilliant. She's a smashing horse. She definitely would like the ground. Um, so she's a bit of each way value. Love it. Right, that culminates the feature races on day one. There are some big handicaps though, um, guys. Where are you looking in the handicaps on day one? Jess? Well, I'm going to ask, I'd like to ask George about Mr. Coffee. He's a horse that I'd backed at 25 to 1, and now he's about 10 to 1, I think. Um, he's a horse that likes to come second a lot, and that's what worries me a bit. But I think, I think it's because they got the Henderson camp are going to get him spot on for the big occasion. Am I right? That's about it. He was second at Cheltenham last year. Um, somewhere he likes to come currently, but hopefully we can change that. Um, I would struggle to see him beating Gallard de Manil though. I think that is a proper horse and would be one of the, yeah, another favourite to go in on Tuesday, in my opinion. Because I always think Tuesday's a day where you can't rely on them, but favourites normally come to the fore. Um, but we'll wait and see. A lot of talk about this French one for uh, Ben Pauling as well in the Boodles. Yeah, we were just discussing it before. There's, I think this is a kind of time of uh, the year, well, the week before Cheltenham, where there's a lot of hype horses coming out of preview nights, and there's like, this is the big talking horse today, and yesterday it was this, and today it's a horse called Bad. Um, George seems to know a lot about it, anyway. Um, well, it's worked it out, anyway, from, from, again, the Kenton work. But, yeah, it's been backed off the boards today. Shed some light, George. <laughs> well, it's... It, the handicaps differ between countries. 
Um, hence, they, they reassessed the weights and the Irish horses the other day to get them more level, so you have a fairer playing field at Cheltenham, albeit some sit through, some don't. And the French ones are different as well. So if you've done the old-fashioned way of doing the French handicap ratings, she would be, or he would be rated 138. In the UK, he's 126. So he's well in, supposedly. He's never jumped a hurdle in this country. Um, I don't know, but I think he worked around Kempton the other day. You were there, but I don't know. That's a no either. <laughs> um, but we'll wait and see. Um, French bread would like the man to come soft. It's a stab in the dark, but you'd wait and see. He's 10 currently. But short for horses never ran in this yeah. country, again, because he's the hype boy. Any others from you, Jess, on the Tuesday? Um, the Ultima, which is race three, I think, 250, is a race I like. I love to have a bet in. It's a really big, um, uh, big chase. And um, Corrick Ramblin, last year's winner, I think has got a good chance. He's a few pounds higher, but he's, again, if he found a bit in the market, I think he's now favourite. I like Mombe Genius, so John Joe Neal's. Um, he's gone off a big winning sequence, but John Joe Neal wasn't very pleased with the handicap of putting him up. I think it was four pounds. <coughs> Um, but I think I think I think no one's very happy when the handicapper adds without them doing much. But um, this is a horse who's been really really progressive, and that team know how to know how to handicap horses. Does he go there? Or does he go to Kimmure? That yeah, that's, that's like a lot of them. They they might they might have that same option, but I think from what I've heard, it is the ultimate. Right, let's quickly fire around the naps for day one. Then George, we'll start with you. I'm guessing it's John Bond. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, well, not I'll, nap, I'll, nap, I'll nap a treble. I'll nap. <laughs> well, otherwise, what's the point? Um, I'll, have, go on, I'll have John Bond, Constitution, and Epiton. That'll be a pretty good start for the boss. That'll do, won't it? Yeah. Jess, nap, day one. Um, well, my nap was John Bond um, and Marie National. Those are my two. Charlie? Yeah, Marie Nash now agree with Jess. Brandy love for me. <laughs> uh, I'm not actually joking, I do actually like Brandy love. Right, let's move on to day two, which starts with the Ballymore. Um, Charlie actually knocked on my door the other day, woke me up, and he was like, mate, I had this weird dream last night. Champ Keeley won the Ballymore. Uh, Charlie, is there any reasoning behind that other than the dream? Uh, well, there wasn't initially. Uh, I, just, I just woke up and I had this weird, weird thing with like Champ Keeley's name in my head. Um, and like, I don't know, I, I looked into it a bit and then I actually thought, yeah, this thing, this thing could go and win. Uh, I mentioned before I really like the, the forming behind uh, Marine Nacional. Um, and I also think there's a factor here that the top two in the market for me, I wouldn't necessarily have. I think um, Hermes Allen, uh, the Chalo form rarely translates to this race. Uh, and then you've got a horse who's now favourite in, in Perry Pass, who is just a classic Mullins horse who everyone's been talking about. But, you know, though visually very impressive, has, has beaten very little. So. I wouldn't want to be taking a risk on that. Uh, I'd rather have something with a bit more form in the book, and that's why I like Champili. Yeah, I, fair enough. I, it's not a race I have a massive opinion on. Again, Imperapass has been that kind of talking horse from all the preview nights. All the Willie Mullins lads have been saying that this horse is really special, hence why he's usurped um, 
the, fav uh, the previous famous Hermes Alain as, um, as now the favourite. Hermes Alain, he's done absolutely nothing wrong in what he's done. Yes, the Chalo link is really, it, it doesn't stand up that well, but there's nothing to say why he shouldn't be doing it. I'm trying to, I, I kind of trying to work out why no one seems to fancy him. Um, there is a Paul Nichols factor, he's never won the Ballymore. Um, Paul I mean, Nichols. Yeah, he didn't have one last year. He's trying to, I feel like with Paul, he's, um, he feels like he deserves a little bit more respect than what he gets with some of his Cheltenham runners because he's had the quarters, the Denmans, but they've just not been of that same ilk. This horse um, is very different to Brave Man's Game, who's third in it a couple of years ago. He's more of a ready-made novice, but I'm probably like you. It's more that I think the Irish form is a lot stronger than the UK form. Yeah, um, hence why in Pass I'd be on the side of. But there is a horse of um, Henry de Bromhead's called In the Pocket, who I like it at the each way price. I think if Henry Bromhead had had a better season, better run into Cheltenham, it would be shorter. He definitely needs to step up and trip. He ran a really good race last time out. He's bred for this this distance, and he'll be around 16 to 1, so I'm happy to take that for J.P. Manus. He will have a very good week. God, it would be special for Henry de Bromhead to get a winner yeah. this week, wouldn't it? Yeah. With his son tragically dying uh, earlier in the season. Really, really tough, but hopefully he has a great week. Uh, George, any for you here in the Ballymore? Uh, no strong views, but if Empire Pass is what they say he is, he could be quite special. Enough said. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's interesting, these talking horses, you, you never know quite how to play them. Uh, I'm going to leave it, but, but I don't knock you if, you if you do end up back in this. Yeah, one. like Constitution Hill was the hype horse last year, and he went off, what, what did he go on? Seven I, to four? Yeah. Like, Doesn't matter when these lads back yeah. to mid 33s. Yeah. <laughs> it's veggie. Uh, right, I think move, moving on then. Um, Brown Advisory Chase. Uh, Jess, I'm going to go straight to you for this one because I know you've got a strong Yeah, okay, so this is my nap of the week. Um, Jerry Colomb is a horse I absolutely adore. He's uh, trained by Gordon Elliott, who's not had, he's had a difficult time. Anyone who follows racing knows that he was a couple of years ago, he didn't even, he wasn't at Cheltenham. Um, he'd been banned from the sport. Last year he came back, he had a couple of winners. Um, but he's really been building up a good team, putting a lot of money into it, and this is one of his best horses. His novices, novice chasers are very high standard. He's placed this horse very well. He brought him over to Sandown to a race that he probably, I don't think, should have won. Like It was the wrong trip. He didn't seem to like the fences going around the wrong way. They worried about the ground as well. Yeah, the ground was the, the problem, and the, yet he still won, and he beat Balco Coastal, who looked home and hose. So I think he did it despite... Or everything just not going panning out right for him. I really, really like this horse. I think Chapman will bring out the best in him. And the rain has come, so I'm delighted to see that. And um, yeah, get on. Trace, you, you tipped him last time out. Are you, you similarly keen on him this time? No, I've abandoned him. Oh. Oh. I, I think it's really taking that, that Willie's happy to put Sigurhard in oh. uh, after just the one run. Sigarhard has come to Jess, you don't look impressed. I love this with other people. No. Sigarhard has, no. has come to the Cheltenham Festival twice and won both times. Um, won uh, a chase debut by what thirty eight lengths. Yeah, it was a three runner race, but Over still. Um, yeah, I, I think, think he, I think he nearly fell about three. I think fences. I think stepped up in trip again. Um, Sigarhard, okay. Willie's a genius, and uh, I'm in his camp. Here. I'm not sure the experts think much of your tip, but... Well, if he wins, then, you know, that's that. George, have you got anything for us, then? 
Um, Jerry Kalam looks very, very good, and he beat our favourite impressive Luke Sandbaum. Um, time Hill at the price is probably nine to two. If he jumps around and jumps efficiently, because that was the question at the beginning of the year, yeah, he could have a squeak. Because Mighty Potter won't go, he'll go two and a half. So Gerhard is at fours and very well fancied. Um, yeah, well, no, no strong views, but Joe Clark could easily win. Okay, so strong one for Jess. Uh, very strong yeah. on Joe Clark. <laughs> Take note. It'll be a long, a long week for this one. One for the Ackers, I think, that one. Um, the next race is the feature race on day two, the Queen Mother Champion Chase. Big matchup here between Energumen and Edward Stone. Both horses, though, beaten last time in the Clarence House chase by editor De Gite, who also comes in here for Gary Moore. Um, how do you guys see this? A uh, lot of talk about Energumen since that last run. Um, you know, won a weekish champion chase last year. Um, what do you think, Jess? Yeah, the um, excuses, he had everything going for him. He obviously went on 49 for a reason. Um, the excuses were that. So this year um, in the UK, they painted the fences white. So the, in, in, in Ireland, they don't have it. So it's the marking for horses to see to know that they've got to jump them. And in the UK, they've, they've done that. And Energamine had never seen these white fences and couldn't work them out. And basically that hindered his jumping. Willie Mullins has now painted all his fences at the Sutton with these white markings to try and help them, which is, and it, I, I thought, ah, that's a good excuse, but a lot of the horsemen in Ireland said that is a genuine concern, and they've all been taking their horses to the car to school them. So, okay, fine, but it was a bit of a bubble burst. Um, I don't think he's completely, uh, um, I think he is beatable. Um, I, I think, again, I don't like to see that prep coming in, and I think Editor Dijit has done nothing wrong this season. He's a horse that can take a lead and gets, gets given a really good ride by a young, young guy who knows how to dictate the race. This is really fascinating tactically, very difficult to work out. Not, again, huge opinion, but Editor Dijit, because he's a good price and he's beaten all these horses last time out. Yeah, uh, it, it would be interesting if he got his way in front again, which is very possible. Uh, Charlie, what do you think, Queen Mother? Uh, yeah, I mean, I take, take Jess's points. I think there may be one that's been overlooked here uh, for me, and, that, and that's Gentleman to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this horse, the key to this horse is really just coming good in the spring. Um, he's, he's a different animal. He, he beat Edward Stone at, at Aintree last year uh, in April. Um, so, so that form stacks up. Um, he, yeah, he's, he's just coming here at the right time in the season, and I, I, think, he's, I think he's got a sneak in here. Uh, what, like t 10 to 1? What, what Eight. Yeah. 8 to 1, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I take that. I think he's a bit overlooked. Will he get genuine spring, spring ground? Well, that's a very good point. I'm Stumped. Still about, yeah. um, I mean, look, I, I, I'm willing to take a, a risk, uh, given that it could be a pretty tactical affair, yeah. and... There are question marks at the top of the market. Uh, we know that Nergament's no longer bomb-proof. So yeah, I, I, I'm willing to take him on at the top. Gentleman to me looks like a, a nice enough bet. I think Edward Stone gets really is, I don't know, for whatever reason, he's not as liked as, as he should be, considering what he's done. Um, and he's had like some sort of, I think he might have been, had a little niggle, a little issue after this race. I think, yeah, I don't know why, but he's just not the love towards that. Some of them could be with yeah. the profile. No, it seems a bit unfair. I, I do, I do actually agree. 
Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yes, um, sorry, this is me, this is me. Uh, the, the champion bumper, I mean, I'm definitely going to leave this one out because I can't make heads or tails of it. Uh, it's a notoriously difficult race to work out. Uh, Willie Mullins usually holds the cards, uh, but he's, he's not this yet. Yeah. No? <laughs> well, go on, get in. Get in, get in. Brian Barr, 250 to 1. Young Comet. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, I think this is complete minefield. I think it's a complete minefield. Uh, I look pretty keen on that for a bit. <laughs> 250 to 1. Well, have a bet, it might not even run. Um, no, I think it's a really difficult race. I think Western Diego is one I found uh, interesting, but to be honest, it's, it's such a difficult race. I don't think Willie Mullins knows who his best bumper is, so how are we meant to know? Uh, Jess, George, Jess, have you got a better opinion than that? I, I, no, I don't really. I, don't, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think they really know. Dream to share. He's flatbread, he's done nothing wrong, but I can't see him getting up the hill. It's for me, I'm not mad about the horse, very small looking horse. I think again, I would want a, a bigger, stronger type. Um, Chapeau de Soleil, I can forgive. A lot of bumper horses that have won this race have been beaten, Champagne Fever being one, um, Sagaha being one. So I don't think you should be too concerned about that. I know for a while that they really, really, really rated this horse before he got beat last time and they, they can forgive him for that. He was one of the highest Irish pointers last year, rated, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was also one that Josh Stacey tipped up when he came on our podcast the other day. Um, I would have thought people could latch on to that Rich Ritchie. Uh, what is that? Because of you telling him about it. <laughs> right. Um, okay, champion bumper done. Any other bets on, on Wednesday? We've got the cross country as well, which is always a fun race. Apparently they're watering the track for the first time, um, which is not that exciting. But yeah, if you like watering grass, then maybe it is exciting. Um, Galvin, though, in that race seems to be talked up a lot against Delta Work. Uh, George, any thoughts on that? I'd, I'd be on Delta Work. The ground could suit... He's won at the track before. He's probably roughly the same sort of model as Galvin in class over regulation fences. Galvin's probably a little bit better. He's jumped round. You trust him to get round. But I sh you'd whack him in an acker, but I wouldn't back him singly. Nice. Jess, you? Yeah. That's on Wednesday. Not race I have a big opinion on. The Coral Cup is another good betting race. There are two in here I like. Um, HMS Seahorse of Paul Nolan's. Um, was a 101 rated flat horse and uh, one last time out in Navin. I think this has been a bit of a plan. Paul Nolan's really shrewd. Um, yeah. He's a five year old. It's a big ass, but I love the way he travels through his races. Strong traveller. Um, he could still just about be all right, well handicapped for this. Um, and also another one, good risk at all for Sam Thomas, um, is a horse that I've followed and really, really like and, and will like the ground if it gets any softer. Nice. Charlie, any for you? Uh, what can I get my nap? Yeah, go for it. It's got to be, got to go with my guts. Champ, champ, Dealy. Love it. Uh, hopefully your dreams do come true, Charlie. Uh, I think Campron as well is, uh, is going to be really interesting in the Coral Cup. Seems to be well talked up. Yeah, you're, not, I know you're not the only one. A lot, of, a lot of good judges have been saying this one. Wow. Good judges. Uh, good judges. Uh, uh, best bet then on Wednesday. George? Um, best bet Wednesday, I have a double Delta Work Edwardstone. Jess? Derek Long. Charlie? Champion. 
So I may want to treble with Jerry Coleman there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jack Healy, I was getting excited. You are the king of the Akers. Um, Sigur hard for me. Uh, Brave. Taking on the others there. Uh, that brings to a close the first half. We're going to break for a five minute touch break. You guys might be confused as to why we're called the Midas Touches. It's because we used to both smoke more with touches and King Midas, everything he touched turned to gold. So we'll, we'll meet back in 10 minutes. We've also got more retouches for everyone here if they want one. <laughs> right, let's dig in. Day three, Chapter Festival, the Thursday, uh, starts with the Turner's Novice Chase. And I think the favorite here is what some people are calling the banker of the week, I'm not so sure. Mighty Potter um, seems to be dividing opinion, even though he's been really, really impressive this, this year. George, you're an expert. Uh, how do you see Mighty Potter running? And uh, what sort of chance has Balco Coastal got? Um, Balco's ours in this. He was second to Joe Glom at Sandown over 2 mile 4 He's 16s. He's probably worth an each. It depends how many will line up because a lot of these are double entered. Yeah, if, if there's enough for three places, he's probably worth an each way or place bet. Um, he's a nice horse, and hopefully he will improve from Sandown as he yeah he'll be he's fully tuned up for Cheltenham as he yeah he will improve from Sandown to Cheltenham, and he could be in with a squeak as a yeah he could be in with a squeak. Um, Mighty Potter looks very good. We've also got to remember last year he didn't travel over to Cheltenham very well. He boiled over. Um, he actually ran to a rail on the way to start, didn't he? Oh, I um, thought he just couldn't cope with Constitution Hill. No, he, he ran to a rail on the way to start, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. um, but we'll wait and see. Um, okay. Yeah, Jess, surely you quite like Balco Coastal because of the Jerry Clomp. Yeah, yeah, and you have to at that price. I, I love my Mighty Pods have done nothing wrong. Um, I didn't know that about my spotter and what happened last year. That was I my... could be wrong. I think I heard it. Well, I, I like to see a horse that has run well at Cheltenham Four. That's my Jerry Colom. Yeah. Um, that's a question mark. But he did bomb out. I thought he just couldn't live with the pace of the race. Um, but he's been pretty exceptional since. Um, Balco Coastal. I think you know he's he represents a good chance. I think that's a that's a decent value, isn't it? Mm. If you can get. If there will be more than seven runners, but it really can cut up this race. Don't have a massive opinion. Mighty Potter could be better than all of them. You've got to think that Balco Coastal will go quite a lot shorter if uh, Jerry Colomb does go in. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's just a, a factor you see this horse that's pretty, you know, be very much un unbeatable. But yeah, I, yeah, I just don't have a massive opinion about the horse. I'm not sure about him. Charlie, any strong ones in the turn this year? Not, not a strong one, but I, I do kind of feel that I, I want to take on Mighty Potter. I haven't quite worked out how that was. Um, I, I thought Balco Coastal was potentially an option to do that. Um, maybe slightly put off George doesn't seem as confident as I like. But no, I'm confident. I think, I think Bambridge <laughs> could be the one. Bambridge, yeah. Bambridge I think is Bambridge is the one. He was a real eye-catcher last time. He definitely, this trip would be a benefit. Um, he won here, he was a horse I backed actually for the Martin Pike last year and that was an excellent run, so he'd been to Cheltenham one, so 
If I'm going to have to have to have a bet in the race, it might be Banbridge at four to one. That's an that's an all right price. Yeah, yeah, definitely jumped well earlier in the season. Um, should we move on then? Yes, let's move on to the Ryanair chase, which uh, we have another Henderson runner of favourites. Uh, this time Shishkin. Uh, obviously Shishkin was one. Uh, I mean, I, I tipped him last time out in the Ascot chase, and um, I feel people were very quick to write him off for sort of subpar, if you like, performances. Um, he still clearly retains the quality as, as he showed last time, uh, and he comes in here with, with really, really strong credentials. Uh, and yeah, I, I can't really see past him. George, would you be in agreement there? Yeah, if the same Shishkin turns up at Cheltenham as did Asker, he should, he should win, but it's just the fact he had two, not yeah, below par, but He's run up that sequence. He's got to come down at some stage. And sadly, he did a gentleman last year and he was third in the Tingle Creek. But he was, um, what was the JP horse, which was fourth in it? Is it Gentleman to me? Yeah. yeah, he was fourth in it and then when I won a Dublin. Yeah, so exactly. It wasn't that bad. It, was, it wasn't that bad. So, yeah, second month since the wind up. Yeah. Has the wind up made a massive difference? We, yeah, we think so. We think he's so. Um, Sholokov's are sort of known for having questionable wind. Um, so yeah, second one since wind up would help. And yeah, if the same Shishkin turns up, we're going to ask her, he should be very, very hard to beat. Do you think Conflated goes here, or do you think Conflated goes Gold, gold Cup? Cup. He yeah. goes Gold Cup. So it could, yeah. I, I, th I think Janadel's really interesting. Um, I thought that, that, really, you don't like, well, <laughs> I, I, I think I've only tipped up Willie Mullins horses, so I feel quite boring <laughs> here. Um, but I do quite like taking on favourites. Sorry, George, because Shishkin I love. Um, but it looked like that was potentially quite a hard race last time at Ascot. Um, how's, how's he come out of that race? Yeah, he's come out well. He actually went to Kempton today for a little scamp around because it was snowing in Lamb, but we couldn't use our gallops. So we had to, and man down, we used the day before, but it was a bit questionable. So we went to Kempton today. He had a scamper and worked well. Nico was pleased. So if Nico's pleased, we're pleased. So hopefully he goes well. Love it. Charlie? Good. Yeah, well, I, I just, I'd love to see Shishkin win. Uh, I like the horse a lot. So, yeah, Shishkin for me. I think, I think this is a horse that kind of embodies what's brilliant about Nicky Henderson, bringing horses back oh, yeah. from um, issues. He's, there's no better trainer, I don't think, in Ireland, UK, anywhere. Um, that can do that, um, and he should be given a huge amount of credit, the whole team, for getting him back to his very best. And um, it'd be brilliant for him to kind of put what happened last year right behind him. It's a shame that Alahu isn't in the race, because yes. that would have been a lot of fun, and his price would be a bit bigger. Um, but uh, it's a very winnable rider. What are the odds on Nicky Henderson having a tear in his eye if Shishkin wins? <laughs> Probably short on the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it seems like Shishkin's a pretty resounding uh, yes from yes. the panel. The next race, the 3.30 on Thursday, is the Paddy Power Stayers Hurdle, which actually, in previous years, people have kind of dissed. But this year, it's a real cracker. Uh, it looks like Marie's Rock potentially is going to come in here um, if the ground's right. Blazing Cow, uh, big story behind that one, really special story. Uh, Tiu Po uh, comes in here for Gordon Elliott, Flory Porter, previous champion, home by the Lee, who has, in my mind, been 
not done anything wrong this year. Uh, and then Classical Dream, who was a really, really impressive supreme uh, winner of yesteryear. So it's, a, it's an awesome... He's questionable to run, though, isn't he? Well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Willie, to be honest. Jess? Um, yeah, no, from, what I've, from what we've heard, what I've seen, is that he's fine and he will run, but again, just hasn't had a right prep in, like a couple of these horses, Florian Porter and Blazing Carl. They've all had niggles. And what do you think about the, the French challenge in here, Gold Tweet? Yeah, so I actually um, was got the opportunity to interview his trainer, uh, Gabriel Leanders, last week, and he's actually... Um, being the home ground for a lot of horses that we see in the UK and Ireland. So Teopu was actually trained by him before he went to Gordon Elliott and he does produce some of our but, um, some of our best horses. And he trains in a way that is very similar to the English style. So he knows the horses that will adapt well to Cheltenham and that's why he sent brought over Gold Tweet last time and he won. But he won in a race which tactically set up very well for him. Um, it will be very diff different and difficult this time around but they'll work out their tactics should be disregarded. It's wide, wide open. Um, it's it's anyone's race, really. And could um, could Paisley Park do it? Sixteen to one. So that would be a great one for the uh, yeah. for the people. He's, there's um the stat, which maybe you know. No. no? Okay. <laughs> um, I can't. There's a really bad stat against horses over the age of nine. Um, I think I can't. There hasn't been one for about like 15, 20 years. Um, so it would be very difficult for an older horse to win a stairs. He is a horse that surprises you, and he's been brilliant earlier on in the season, but I think he might have paid the price now for those three quite hard races. Yeah, if he can do it at this age, I think it will bring the house down. Owner Andrew Gemmell uh, is an incredible person, blind from birth, um, always on the ITV cameras after he has a winner. Really, really incredible story. Uh, and Paisley Park is a real crowd favourite, so it would be amazing if that did happen. Charlie, have you got a strong opinion in the stairs? I want to throw it to you because I think we have the same selection. Well, I think Home by the League is massively under, underestimated in this and seems to be the one that no one's talking about, which often means that you're probably getting a better price than one that's going to be really hyped up. So, yeah, I think uh, it's done nothing wrong this season. Seems to have beaten the best of the Irish. And uh, it tends to be that the Irish are better than the English, so yeah, mm. uh, home by the Lee is good enough for me. He's much improved this year and didn't run like terribly last year in the same race. So um, judging by that, he, he you know he should be should be bang there. I'd say this year. Yeah, I think he's going to be. Um, Stayers hurdle done. Let's Ooh. unless if, if Mui goes here, she yeah. Oh, if sorry, it's I good ground. forgot to ask If it's you. good ground, Marie goes here. Yeah, she'll be very, very tricky to beat. Blazing Cull, the sun will ride. He claims five, so is that a five-pound penalty? Who knows against these top jockeys? Tupu, if Marie runs, it won't be soft. It might be too quick for him. Him by the as he said, yeah. If Marie runs here, she has a very, very good chance. She, she's another one that seems to be constantly underestimated yes. as well. No one really talks about her. I mean, that, that last win, sort of 11-2 or something around Christmas, um, you know, she's an incredible horse that keep, seems to keep on pulling out the soft. I guess never really talked about as much as Epitome. No, she wouldn't have, like, the sex appeal as Epitome would, but yeah, she's won. She won two great ones last year. She went missing for a year before that. Um, she had a, a wind up to come into the to come into last year, she had a wind up. 
and that improved her dramatically. Um, some say she might be keen, I doubt it. I think her head carriage is just awkward rather than keen, um, so she may look it, but yeah. If she, and her pedigree suggests she will stay the trip, so if it's good ground, I am very, very in for. Would you be stronger on her here or John Bond in the Arkham? Good ground, her here. Let's hope it doesn't rain too much then. Uh, let's hope the four glasses are wrong. Uh, okay, big one, Marie's Rock then. Let's all get that on our notepads. Uh, other races on Thursday, we've got the Mayor's Novice where you guys, George, have a really strong favourite in Lucia. How's she? Yeah, Lucia as well. She went to Kempton today as well um, and cantered round. Uh, yeah, she's really well. She does have the £5 penalty for winning a listed race. Um, we actually have another one who might run uh, under, con not uh, under control, who won at Newbury last week. Really, not an average race. She did carry a penalty. And if she runs, she's going 10 4, 10 6, is it? 10 6. So, yeah, effectively, she gets a stone and a pound off Marie, off Lucia. And at 16, so if she runs, this is a big hit. She might wait for lane three. I can see her running into a place. It, and maybe more. Yeah, she's impressive. Jess, I yeah. think I know what your answer in this one is. Oh, yeah, no, I love Lucia. I think she's a, a star horse. I don't think it's a massively competitive race. Normally, Willie Mullins has all the best horses here. Astro Diamond is the best of them. But I'm, I was listening to some of his, uh, uh, the guys that work there, and they, they're slightly worried about her mind. Like, does she really fight for it as much? I think the cheer's got a bit of star, star power, but I did really like the way that Under Control won um, last week at Newbury. But it is a quick turnaround. What do you guys think about the chances of Jatara? And that, that's the one that I picked out when I was looking through, just because of prices. Astro Diamond is 7-2. Jatara uh, was just beaten by Astro Diamond last time. Uh, they were running off level weights that time. This time, Astro Diamond gives £5 to Jatara. Jesse Harrington has not had many runners recently, but 14-1 to 1 compared to 7-2 to for Astro. Interesting. Uh, I'd wear a lot of joy as the biggest Irish challenge in this. Third in the Irish is Arrowich. If Paul Townend rides this, she would be the biggest challenge to R2, in my opinion. Love it. Any others on day three? Well, the Nicky Henderson team have six runners at the moment in the Potence. Yes. I, I like one of them. I wonder which one George likes, so it, that's what I like. So we'll Let's see. hand it over to you, George, the Potence. Um, I'd say you like walking there, do you? No. No? Ooh, hello. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, well, so I'll start walking there. You want to exit to the last day to qualify. It went up five pounds. We're, yeah. we're fond, we're really pleased he only got five. Um, he could be well handicapped because of the fact he didn't run much when he was younger. He had wind issues, back problems. Um, all of the family have one over three miles. Um, he doesn't get there without a shout. Um, Captain Morgs, would that be your one? It is, yeah. Headgear applied the last day, cheek pieces. Um, yeah, he qualified at Cheltenham and I said, yeah. He would have a, yeah, he would have a squeak. Would I? And with headgear, he's improved for the cheap pieces. He should go well. Um, do, do you know who rides which? Um, not for definite. <laughs> who, who, who's Nico chosen? Um, I think the market will suggest what Nico rides. Okay. <laughs> um, Walking on air. And I think Mill Green's... He dodged that quite, quite well. I think Mill Green's... You know he has to ride with King. 
Or is there no Cinemarch? Cinemarch, yeah. Cinemarch. He, yeah, he might. Would I fancy him in this? Possibly not. Would I think he'd win a race of the silver calibre? Yes. So um, I would hang far and steal a march, but um, I do like Mill Green for, he's run at what, three festivals now, come place in each one. It depends. It, yeah, he's 11, that's the only bad thing. Could I see him running a big race of 25s? Possibly. Yeah, he, he would, turning in, he'll be there or thereabouts. Whether he, there to win is another different, different question. Yes. Yeah, well, it's enough for me to be slightly a little bit more confident around Captain Moore's. Um, the thing is, per tenth, you've got to qualify, obviously, and a lot of horses just have their one run qualify and you don't see them again. So it's all much and muchness, really. Um, but Captain Moore's qualified at Cheltenham. I think he's a horse, from what I can remember when he was first running, the, the yard always thought a lot of him. And slightly, probably didn't live up to what they'd hoped early on, and maybe it should be better than... He has been, but is now realising his potential, is that fair? Yeah, he's a very good workhorse. He actually, he was in the bit of work, or yeah. not. He cantered round in front of Constitution at Kempton with a horse in no name. He was in that bit of work. Um, but as I say, those two did their bit and your man does his own bit. Um, yeah, he's a very good workhorse. Whether he tries his all sometimes is a question mark. He likes, he's another one, he likes to be second. Funky character, headgear doesn't has improved him. Yeah, he could run. He could run well. Any biggies from you, Charlie? Thursday? Uh, no, I'll leave the handicaps to the experts. Fair enough. Best bets then Thursday, George. We'll start with you. Um, bar ours, I'd have Salvador Ziggy in the potent. Why is that? Have you had a? Have you been on the phone to? No, I've been on the phone to no one. But I like the fact he was fourth in the Cheltenham qualifier. And if you look at the Cheltenham qualifier, shoot first won it. Botox has was second. He went and won a great two the other day. Didn't he? Um, third was that Antio John Joe's. It's the first Cheltenham qualifier. It's the first pretend qualifier. Gordon put him away since. Yeah, I think he would go if. Yeah, if we didn't have anything in the race, I think he'd go well. But of ours in the races, yeah, walking on air or Captain Morgs between them. Jess? Um, Lucia, my nap. Um, fast or slow is the horse that I really like. I don't know whether it's the plate or the Ultima, that's it. He's around about the same price for both. He was done on the line last year at Cheltenham. Um, he's a very talented horse, he'll be running in better races. So if he goes to the plate, that's on the Thursday, or he might be going to the Ultima on the Tuesday. That's fast or slow. Charlie? Uh, I'm gonna play slay Mighty Potter. <laughs> I, I, I've been trying to get I've, I've been trying to get him beat all all season. Uh, we're with with not much success. So we didn't have adamantly chosen at forty to one second if, last time. If hour. there's a track to do it though, maybe Cheltenham is that track. Yeah, yeah. And um, winners of the Drimmore do not um, go on uh, to win the tournament. So yeah. Fair enough. I think my nap is home by the lead in the stairs hurdle. Let's hope that it's a big one for Joseph. Um, let's move on then. The final day, the Friday, is the big one, the Gold Cup. Uh, I know that Charlie's going to be there. Jess is not going to be there. No, I'll be in the studio though, racing TV if you want to watch. And George will probably be there. Um, I'm not going to be there because I'm still scarred from the Friday 
Uh, I think it was back in 2020 when Goshen was meant to and should have won by absolutely miles. Um, I mean, it was probably worse for Jamie Moore because he had six months of lockdown to think about that fall when it was half the track clear. Uh, so the trial's a difficult one this year, two big talking horses. Uh, Lossie's mouth, who was very uh, impressive earlier on in the season, and then beaten. Paul Talon criticised massively last time for that ride, uh, just sort of giving it everything to get into second. Blood Destiny, on the other hand, like barely had to even be awake to win that race. Uh, how do you guys see that, George? Um, I was watching a preview evening the other day with David Casey on, who is Mullins' assistant. And he was very, very, very keen on Blood Destiny. Therefore, I am. And yeah, you take a view. You either wait for the day in the hope that Paul rides Lossie Mouth because he feels hard done by for the last time, and then Blood Destiny will drift. Or if Paul chooses Blood Destiny, that will come in. But who knows what he'll choose. But yeah, if I was to have a bet, bet in the Triumph, I'll be on Blood Destiny. Because I also think Lossie Mouth had a very hard race at Christmas. Yeah, well, it looked, it looked hard, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jess, how do you see this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. Um, there's a lot of good words coming out about Blood Destiny. Um, yeah, Paul Tannum has got a tricky decision to make, but if Danny Mullins is riding Blood Destiny, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, I actually prefer that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a race that's been... Last year we had Vauban, who was a standout. There isn't a standout. Lossy Mouth has um, got to come back from, yeah, what was a hard race, which Willie Mullins was very clear he wasn't happy about and Blood Destiny's had a good prep in so it's quite straightforward really. Charlie? Oh, sorry George. Open champion, he's still oh, in. Charlie, yeah. no? <laughs> no, he, he was given an entry, it was tentative but he fell on debut um, but that's not him, he's better than that uh, but we're going to try a flat campaign. One to follow? <laughs> yeah, it could be but yeah. Is that a Thurlow one, Jess? That's a Thurlow one, yeah. We wish we, wish we had a runner but not, not this time. Buzz will be back. Buzz will be back. Charlie, Triumph? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just think uh, Gala Merceau is probably too big a price given uh, the run last time with Lossie's mouth. I know all the talk will be about redemption uh, this time round, but I just don't think the, the price discrepancy warrants um, what warrants that. So I'll just be looking for a bit of value, though it's in the back of my mind that Phillies don't have a good record in this race. So yeah, that, that's victory, who won when Goshen fell. Yes. What was it? It's like two fiddies have won this yeah. since the turn of the millennium. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember I think that's right. I think that, I, yeah, I think you are right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Triumph hurdle. Done. Yes. Um, the Albert Bartlett uh, is next on the Friday. Um, we've got a jig and sound horse here trained by Willie Mullins, which uh, doesn't yeah. often happen. So that's an interesting one. Uh, and then the head of the market, we've got one for Emmett Mullins uh, in Corbett's Cross. Uh, I found it difficult to, to sort of work this one out. Guys, can you, can you help me out here? George, how about you? JP just bought Corbett's Cross? Yes. Great bit of yeah. business by that owner. Yeah, he's he's done well. Yeah. Um, and they're tentative about coming here, are they? From what I'm read, I could be, I might hand that I could be wrong, don't listen. Um, three cup bag does go here. He's got very good form. Yeah, could go well. Don't really have a view in this. It wouldn't really be a race, a betting race for me. Um, that would be my view on it. Uh, 
Jess? Well, this is right, I love to have a betting. Um, it's, uh, it's a little bit different to the other novices. There are horses here that probably have been crying out for a trip. You haven't been seen over three miles. Um, you can see big staying chases um, in the making here. Uh, I just, I like the profile of horses that are kind of a little bit more under the radar. The nice guy who won last year, that was it. Um, he was just as big frame of a horse, really like Monkfish. And I think Shambali Kid for Willie Mullins and, as you say, for Gig and Sam Halstead is that. Um, by presenting, he is going to be a chaser in time. He, 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 he needs to brush up on his jumping, but potentially a stronger race might help him. He stayed really well last time out, and he's just got that same sort of the nice guy profile. And another horse for Gigginstown um, is, I forget how to pronounce his name, which is a problem. Um, yeah, that's it. Favori de Champdu. Any French? I think that's a great Brad, come on, take it away. Give me the pronunciation. Please, no. You back us up. I'm actually not good. I was thinking that. It's all <laughs> Go on, what does it mean? That I don't know, I do not speak French. Okay. Yeah. Like, You're being modest. Who's got translate? <laughs> it means a good thing in English. Nice. Uh, Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's another one. He stays, if the ground goes soft, that will really help him. He's, um, he's just a nice, big, staying, chasing type. And getting quite nice, good vibes for him. It's, it, to be honest, there's nothing really like massive amount of substance for this race, it's just, Sometimes you get gut feeling about the way you've seen a horse work um, travel through their races that you think really like to see it coming up a hill at Cheltenham, and those are the two that have caught my eye just watching their races back. Love it, nice, Charlie. Any for you in the potato races? No, I, as I said at the start, I haven't been able to work this one out. So no, none for me either, to be honest, uh, because my eyes are all drawn to the three thirty, the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Uh, which currently the market uh, is led by Galapan Deschamps um, for Willie Mullins, who seems to be a superstar. Brave Man's Game, uh, the King George winners in there. At Plutard, last year's winner of the Gold Cup, hasn't had a perfect preparation. Noble Yates, the Grand National winner, Statler completed. Shishkin still in the market. Is there any ground scenario in which Shishkin would run in this? Um, highly, highly, highly doubtful. <laughs> next year, Settle next back. year though. Well, we'll see. Let's see. Let's see. It's, it's, well, it's half, well, there's one course, over course and distance. So. Uh, do you have a strong opinion in the Gold Cup, George? Um, I think Gallup and Deschamps could be, or well, is a machine, he could easily win. But as a, as a place, I'd look at Noble Yates, uh, cheap pieces off for the last time at Cheltenham. Cheap pieces probably will be put back on for the Gold Cup, so yeah, at a place, probably. You might, yeah, you might want to forecast it, but... James? Yeah, it's a brilliant race. I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd like to hope to say that every year about the Gold Cup, but this is really good, having a Grand National winner, American Grand National winner. Uh, last year's winner, uh, Manella Indo, won a couple of years ago as well. And then this new young pretender and a King George winner. It's got all the makeup for a proper Gold Cup. Um, Gallop into Champ, there's question marks whether he'll stay, especially if they get a lot of, a lot of rain. He obviously showed he could last time, but um, that was over three miles. This is obviously three mile two. So, tentatively against him because of the prices and because of those variables. I actually like Aputard. Um, as you say, hasn't had the perfect prep in. He won this race in spectacular fashion last year. He comes into his own at Cheltenham. He's won here 
is it two two times before he's always run a good race here it's just this kind of hanging doubt and i and i obviously tipped in the pocket as well for Henry Mohamed about the state of their horses it would be brilliant but i just think that he could he's he's just been there and done it and i like to see horses who've done it and there are a lot of horses in here who haven't shown themselves to be effective on the gold cup sort of chase um trip at Cheltenham so happy times for me and then with that in mind Manella Indo at a double figure price as well could be in the place yeah. were you gonna say as well well, yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't going to tip it, but I was going to oh, say Milena. Oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I quite, I quite like <laughs> No, I liked, I liked Milena in there uh, for exactly the reasons Jess is alluding to there. Um, I think you've just got uh, someone who's been there and done it. And then that, that run as well, um, beating Statler in what was actually quite a good finish. He'd be um, my worry, Statler. I liked Do you think? Yeah. Well, he got a great advantage in yes. uh, Manella Indo that day. Statler stayed on really strongly last time. He could be, yeah... A lot of good judges have been tipping up Sattler on these kind of preview nights. Yeah, yeah. So we've given you loads of horses. <laughs> do you, do you think that people... I'm, I'm going to chuck another horse in there. Do you think people are forgetting about Conflated in here? Very much so. Ooh. Yeah, I think... If Pedigree suggests he'll stay, I don't know. I, they could buck out and try and make all... Or be at least be handy. And then try and put Gallop in the Champs. Stamina question mark, that's a question mark, in doubt, and then that could easily open it up for Sattler, who will stay all day. Yeah. But, hey, I'm just, I'm just coming up with ideas. Nikki, like, <laughs> Nikki was, I saw Nikki Henderson at a preview last night, and he was uh, tipping up a hoist in your. Really? That's punchy. <laughs> that's punchy. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, um, he was. What, what was the reason Well, I, I, I think, I, he said that he had liked Noble Yates the day before as well, so that there's like another two horses for you. Um, uh, Hoy Senor won the trial race for this uh, last time, the day that edited Dijit won his trial for the champion chase, on a day where it paid to be up with the pace and to lead the whole way. But he is a very, very talented horse, Hoy Senor. He's just quirky. Noble Yates did not have cheap pieces on that day. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's so tricky. I don't think yeah. there's a... Confidence, but you're either really confident around, but, but um, behind um, Galloping the Champ, yeah. or you're like one of the others. Yeah. But it shows, yeah. it shows the depth in the race, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's race. exactly what we want. Exactly Great race. What we want. Punters are going to be uh, crossing their fingers if Galloping the Champ comes to that final fence in front oh. after yeah. what happened a couple of seasons ago. Well, it, it's worth noting, like every year a shock happens. Yeah. Every it's year. always Winnie Mullins. <laughs> yeah. Not saying anything. So, <laughs> yeah. something will happen this year, but what it will be. Yeah, I hope it's not. Gallup and Deschamps could be a real superstar. Um, that's the Gold Cup. Any other bets on the last day? I feel this is when the, the punters really get to work in these handicaps. Have you guys got any strong selections? George? Um, imagine Martin Pike, possibly. Yeah, look, Gordon worked for Martin Pike all those years. He likes winning this race. He looks his hot shot. You wait and see. Who knows? Um, but you wouldn't back. Well, I saw. I saw a stat the other day. I wouldn't be mad into them. But um, what is it? Two from nineteen English winners on the final day, or something like that. So yeah. Take a view. Read into that what you will. Um, I do. I think Rivera de Tell. Um, on each race squeak. I don't know whether she's also in the handy in a handicap. But if she runs in the mares, sixteens could come into a place. Because who knows what Allegory Davasi would do. She might jump. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs>
Jess, any strong ones in the handicaps on um, Friday? Yeah, I'm just having a look to see what price. Oh, the, mayor's, the mayor's chase as well. Yeah, mayor's chase I like impervious. Um, really, really like her. She's a great jumper. Allegory Devassi is a, a pretty solid horse to have to um, compete against, but impervious has done nothing wrong. She's done against the boys. I just love her style of jumping. Um, the horse in the Martin Pike, which goes against what George is saying about UK trained horses, and I actually don't think I put up any UK trained horses in the handicaps or at all by Nicky Henderson runners um, because we've got our work cut out. But Arocco for Oliver Greenall and Josh Guerrero, who are two um, guys who've just set up together. Um, it was Oliver Green on, on his own before. Have had a great season, and they deserve to have a good uh, horse run well, I think, at the festival. They've got this horse, uh, Rocco, in the Martin Pipe. I've no idea who's riding it, and that's the question mark, because I don't think Kevin Brogan... Toby Wynn, he's there, sort of, he runs um, a bit for them. Potentially, I, I don't potentially it might be Toby, and if it is, he's been, he's been riding very well. Um, and he's coming in like a steam train. So... There we go, you're helping me out. Um, I think he's just been well placed. JP Man's colours, that's what they like to do. Um, he, I'm not a bad or smart for this. He's, a, I couldn't believe it, I was trying to find him. I was like, because he was about 25 to one when I, I backed him, he's now 12, so. Ooh, shrewd money. Don't know yeah. who's putting it down. I'm all Someone. on the last to get you out of trouble. <laughs> uh, okay, Charlie, any in the handicaps? Again, no. <laughs> Not for you. Fair enough, mate. Championship man. Uh, okay, best bet then, Friday. George, we'll start with you. Um, I'm mad I'm backing on Friday. Um, I never ever seem to have any winners on a fr on Friday. <laughs> um, Filling us with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, go, I'll go Blood Destiny in the trial. Jess? Um, Shambhali Kid and Fabri Deshaun Padu. Charlie? Uh, it's got to be in the Gold Cup on Friday, so I'll go Manella Indo each way. Ooh, 20 to 1. Uh, my nap on the Friday is, I'm joining George, Blood Destiny. I think he's a monster. Might do it in Canter. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, okay, so we've wrapped up the racing. We have one more thing to do, which is our charity bet, which is going on, basically, Charlie and I are going to put £100 on... Uh, George's and Jess's best bets of the festival. So Jess, no pressure, can we can we push you for your best bet of the festival? Oh, the whole. Do, I ha do you have to ask, ask me that question? Yes. <laughs> no, but I said I told oh, you. Oh, what you've already said. I told you. Jerry Clom. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, shouldn't we? Well, if it wins, it's not going to be that much money for charity. But... <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> we would rather we would rather it win than not win. Um, Agreed. George. Um, I will have. <laughs> I'd have Lucia Shishkin Constitution in an act. Okay. Yes. Nice. I got I got an each way accumulator. We're trying to win the Chelsea. Each way, or an each way Yankee, each way Yankee. Um, HMS Seahorse in the Coral Cup. Dunboyd in the Kimmier. Fast or slow in the plate and a rocker in the Marston Pipe. We've got to get something on that as well then. Yeah, say it slowly, Jess. <laughs> and say it directly to, to Barry. Go on, Barry. HMS Seahorse in the Coral Cup. Oh, God. Um, Dunboyne in the Kimia. Fast or slow in the plate. And Iroko in the Martin Pipe. 
George, who say yours again? The chair? Yeah. Uh, I'll have the chair, Constitution, Shishkin, John Bob, John, possibly. Right. Okay, we, who, which one do you want to take? Jess's, Jess's or George? Who's going to have whose? Uh, I'll take I'll take George's. Okay, Jess's. Yeah. Jerry Long. What's yours? And we'll have a hundred quid for your one for your charity as well. Oh my God. Cigar so hot. Uh, <laughs> I will just give a hundred quid to the charity. I really hope that Cigar Hub wins now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charlie? Yeah, for anyone interested, mine's going to be Marine National in the first. Marine National in the first race of the whole week. Yeah. Okay, guys, it's been amazing. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> and, and thank you to our wonderful guests as well. Cue the music.